This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. I am impressed to tell you, as the title says, God is fighting for you. That's the word that God gave me to give to you, that God is fighting for you. I'm going to try to elaborate on it, but if we we don't go any further, I want you to leave this meeting knowing that if God be for you, if God be for you, no weapon leveled against you, no weapon fashioned against you, no weapon sent towards you is going to have victory because God is fighting for you. Though you may be like the madman of Gadarenes in in graveyards, people have done things against you, witchcraft, witches have arise against you. But I want you to know this morning that God is fighting for you. He sent me to tell you that he's your battle axe in trouble. He's your stay in sorrow. He's your comfort in sickness. He's your health. He's your dominion when you feel weak in God and God and God is fighting for you. Hallelujah. The congregation may be seated. In the book of Mark chapter number three and four, We find that Jesus is ministering to a multitude and after he's ministered, he's prompted to go on to the other side. And the other side of the Sea of Galilee is a a madman at the portal or the entry of this place of Decapolis. Decapolis means 10 different cities behind this one city. They put a madman because there's a graveyard there and they, they sent him, they bound him with chains. He was so possessed. He had so many legions of demons on him that even the chains couldn't restrain him. And Jesus, when he's finished ministering with a multitude, he says, let us go on to the other side with one man on mind. I want to tell you this morning, God has not forgotten you. I came, God told me to tell you that God has not forsaken you. Others may have written you off for deranged. Others may have written you off for mad, mental, whatever, the, whatever status, whatever name they've given you. But God is coming for you. I said God is coming for you. God is an Aseed God. H-A-S-E-E-D. Aseed God means that he, God has got you on the forefront of his mind. Your name is tattooed on his hand. It doesn't give you permission to get a tattoo. But your name is him. Is, when he looks at his hand, he sees your name on it. God is altogether God. He's altogether lovely. He's altogether worthy. He's altogether wonderful too. This madman isn't singing it now, but after his deliverance, he'll go. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that 
You're my God. Not everybody takes possession, only those that were possessed. Only those that were delivered from something know how to articulate and sing songs of worship. When it comes too easy, when, when you haven't been through much. And that's why sometimes God allows the church to go through need. That's why God allows you sometimes to suffer a little bit. I was going to show you this later, but maybe I may not come to it. But uh, I want to tell you this morning uh, that suffering... Where's my slide? Yeah. Slide 11. Just, just put that up. It's better to be in God's program and suffer for a while than to be in the devil's diary and prosper for a day. Uh, if you don't hear anything, hear this this morning. That it is better to be in God's program and suffer for a while than to be in the devil's diary and prosper for a day. You know why? When the devil's done with you, he tears the page and he throws the page away. And he forgets about you. But when you're in God's program, Dylan, that's why David, Isaiah said, God's plans and purposes always prevail and they never fail. When you're in God's plan, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I, I know you're suffering now, but I know the plans that I have for you. Do I have a witness somebody in the back? Just raise your hand and say, that's me, pastor. God is saying to you, I know the plans that I have for you, a plan to bless you, a plan to prosper you, a plan for your future. It's better to be in God's plan and program and suffer for a while, for suffering is for a day, but this too shall pass. I said, but this too shall pass. I said one more time, but this too shall pass. I want you to point to what you're going through, whatever the, the enemy has brought to you and say, but this too shall pass. Do I have a witness? Anybody going through something here this morning and say, but this too shall pass. It came not to stay, but it will pass. Speak to your storm. Speak to your wind speak to the rain don't go to Jesus like the disciples said carest thou not that I perish no know this morning that he cares for you so much so that he travailed on the way on the route of Golgotha and he went up and he bled and he said go ahead drive the nails through my hand and soon you'll see that I'm not dead there's a resurrected God on your side this morning is making intercession for you and though you suffer for a while but this too is going to pass am I talking to somebody this morning don't know who needs to hear this the storm comes but the sun will shine again God is fighting for you go ahead take your seat so on the way to the other side in this boat Jesus goes down and he rests a while. I want you to know this morning that Jesus was not asleep because he was tired. But it is a, a story in the Bible that shows us how we can relate or how he relates to us. Because this is not a natural storm. It's a demonic storm. 
And I want to tell you this morning that the enemy will fire storms in your direction just to make you doubt God's care for you. Because the disciples, they, they got up in, in the midst of the storm and they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace. I pray this morning that you may have walked in here tossed on a tumultuous sea. But this morning, God, the word of God will come to your storm, come to your wind and say, peace. Peace, sir. Peace, sir. I declare, I stand with the apostolic rod of the priesthood and I stand at the elm of your boat that's facing storms, that's facing the wind. And I say to it, peace. That's why you come to church For a man of God to make declarations To decree You didn't come to be entertained You didn't come to spectate But you came to receive something this morning That the storms in your life will desist Peace be still I want to tell you in this slide That God is not moved by your storm He knows storms but God takes action, action on relationship. Storms don't move Jesus. Relations do. Until he becomes your master. They came to him and said, Master, carest thou not. The storm didn't get him up. The relationship did. They said, Master. And God cannot... Calm your storm because he knows about storms. But until you call him master, until you make him, that's why he said, A proud face I resist. You cannot be too proud and not ask God for help because then you'll face, you'll have to face the storm yourself. But they were, they were going tempest and torn, but when they resisted, that and came to him and said master carest thou not master he will respond to master he will respond to relationships the undertone of the storm was not a natural one but it was de demonic there are forces that maintain a resistance level that keep you bound I want you to know that this demonic man is on this side and Jesus is coming from that side. And the enemy steers up this wind and tries to keep Jesus away from meeting. He steers up a storm to prevent the deliverer from meeting with the one to be delivered. Have you ever noticed that whenever you, you, you're in a battle and you say, I'm going to go to church? And that's the week you can't wake up. That's the week is the planned wedding. That's the week is the planned, you, you, you get business untold. Uh, yet there's a storm to be stilled. Uh, people tell you that they're going to come with you to church. And on that day, the devil causes some furor around them. 
and there's a force that maintains a resistance level to keep them bound. There's a wind that will keep the deliverer away from the one to be delivered. Am I, am I talking in poetic language or do you understand? I want you to know that the wind here was assisting the Alpers in their assignment to keep that man in their custody. When it's getting too hard, when your storm is getting stronger, when, when you're getting more mad inside of madness, I want you to know that there are divine helpers on their way. I'll talk about it on Wednesday. The way of the warrior. The way of the warrior. You gotta, when, when, it, when the storm becomes more intense, something's happening in the spiritual realm. You gotta keep striking. Your prayer got to be consistent. You got to keep praying. You don't give up. You don't, be, you don't lose concentration. It's the way of the warrior. And just before your deliverance comes the greatest battle. The highest wind speed. Greatest storms. We're together this morning. So this is the madman of Gadarenes. The people uh, knew that there was a madman here and so they'll come halfway up the mountain to hear a madman shout they'll they'll bring people from all over the region and they started us they started stalls at the bottom and they put uh, uh what do you call these things uh, mind cable cable cars up towards halfway the mountain and they started to have a tourist attraction. That's why when, when Jesus dealt with this man and got him free, now their business suffered. And they, they asked him, they asked Jesus, instead of saying, well, thank you, master. They, they asked Jesus to leave the region. Uh, I want, God gave me a footnote to just tell you that yeah go to slide number 12 footnote anytime you are angry with God for a loss of profit in your life you are asking him to leave your territorial domain let me say it slowly anytime you become angry with God for doing good in your life because you're suffering loss of profit. You are asking God to leave your territorial domain. Let's talk about prayer bonanza whilst we're there. Uh, you can go and study this at home, but notice that everybody's prayer was being answered. When the disciples were going through a storm, they said, carest thou not? And he came and he stilled their storm. When he wanted to cast out the, the legion from, the, from this man, even the legion prayed, demons prayed to Jesus, and Jesus answered their prayer. They said, don't cast us out into a dry place. Send us into the pigs. He answered their prayer. The people prayed and they asked Jesus, please don't upset our business status quo. Please leave. He said, I'm going. 
On his way when he was leaving, this madman comes to him, delivered, and he says, Master, I pray that I come with you. He said, no. He wanted to get onto the prayer bonanza. He said, you're answering everybody's prayer. I'm coming with you. And Jesus said, today you are not coming with me. That's one man's prayer he didn't answer. But he answered a prayer of a region for this man. I do believe that this man had a mother that was praying for him. I do believe that this man had a wife that was married to him. I do believe that this man had children who were praying for their father. And all their prayers, God answered. God answers prayer. I want to tell you this morning, if you are still praying for your addicted son, don't stop praying. One of these days when God is done with the multitude, is coming onto the other side just for one. Just for one. Just for one. One home. One father. One husband. One marriage. God is coming. He's coming across. If he has to leave the whole multitude and just come. Just for one. He's the God of one. He's the God of one. And so he comes across and this man wants to go with him. Inside of this man is locked 10 cities. Go read your Bible because Jesus says to him, go back and show yourself to your people. When he goes back, 10, it's, it's called Decapolis. You can have megal, Megapolis, Megalopolis. Decapolis is a conglomeration of cities next to cities. Cities, birth cities next to, 10 cities got saved as a result of one man. God was ministering to me last night and he said, never, ever, ever disdain where I placed you. God creates a place and then for that place, he creates a man. He created the Garden of Eden and then he created Adam for Eden. Never disdain where God has placed you. Listen to me. And I know a lot of South Africans want to leave South Africa. But I tell you, if God wanted all of the South Africans to be in whichever part of the world, he would have made you there. He would have placed you there. I'm not asking you, you, you got to find out your own space now. But where God places you, if you appear where you shouldn't be, you will disappear. Let me say again, slowly. If it's not God's will for you to, you better find out if that's God's will for you to be in that space. Because where you appear, where you appear, you will disappear. But where God places you, no matter what storm you're going through, no matter what wickedness is all around you, but if God surrounds you, God will take care of you. If his hand is around you. And sometimes maybe you are, you are facing something in this land and you go to another place and you think you'll be delivered from it. If you're not delivered spiritually, you can't expect to change physically. 
and expect spiritual. The, the same demon, when you land there, it's waiting for you. It will meet you there. Learn from the story. Spiritual. You can, you can go anywhere. If you are not over with that situation, you will carry that situation. That situation will follow you. It will go before you. It will wait for you in that territory. It will get, it will get power through territorial command because demons, they talk. They don't work physically with, 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 with technology. You don't have to have a, a Wi-Fi connection. Demons work telepathically if that's the word they will communicate to the spirit out there this one's coming watch the borders watch the boundaries so you have to be delivered here before you go there otherwise a different place same devil am I talking to, to somebody this morning and that's why we're gonna we're gonna do this the spiritual encounters where we're going we're gonna to take something. I'm going to show you something. Uh, how to, to detect a pattern uh, in the flesh. In the flesh. Uh, that you are, you are being attacked in the flesh. And the manifestation of it is inter, it's woven in your flesh. So if you are, uh, for example, lying. Uh, lying, you just don't detect it like that. You don't just pick it up. You don't become a liar. Liar, liar. No. You lie because of your survival. When you were a 10 year old boy and your survival depended on it. Your mother, if it was my mother, she would beat me with a shambok. So even though I want to be honest, I think about the shambok. And so I begin to, to tell a lie for my survival. It's not, not because I want to lie, but just because my survival depends on it. So at 10 year old, when I'm 10, I develop this pattern, knowing that to be, not to be hit to death. Are we together? And so, so inside of that, that physical, there's a spiritual connection. I'll talk about it in spiritual encounters. And that's why I will say you have to be delivered from this thing. We'll talk, go take you through deliverance. I lost my whole pattern. I've been jumping slides, but, but it's okay. Everybody stand. I think God has ministered to you. Yeah. Here's the thing about if you're going through something in life, if you're going through a storm in life, Gregory, in order for deliverance to come to you, you're going to have to step into the path of the deliverer. When Jesus reached the other side, this madman in all of his madness he ran to Jesus on the path and he said what have I to do with you or what have you to do with me he started to interact and Jesus delivered him if you want deliverance you must insert yourself into the pathway of God 
on your own you may be done you may be finished but insert yourself in the pathway of god and i rise and i'm going to close with this there is no storm too strong that he cannot subdue the winds he is altogether god there is no fire too hot ask those boys ask the king he said did we not throw three boys into the fire how is it that we see the fourth man in the fire he's the fourth man in your fire i'm not sure who is here this morning they're going through a fire and i want to tell you there's no fire too hot no flames too too hot that he cannot quench and come into you there's no giant as david there's no giant too big that he cannot fight He's a giant slayer. There's no lion so hungry that he can't shut its mouth so that it will not devour you. Ask Daniel, he'll tell you. Daniel was in the lion's den with the, the lions were roaring. And by the way, I, I, I read something interesting. Maybe I could just tell you this. The lifespan, the, the, the living life of a lion is between 10 to 15 years. That's how long it lives. And the living lifespan of a tortoise, you know the one that crawls slowly and when you touch it, it pulls its head in. Very passive, reserved guy. Timid. Touching me, pulls his head and he acts like a rock. You know that guy? You know how many years he lives for? He can live up to 80 to 100 years. Which makes me tell you that when you're aggressive and everything you roar and everything you fight, you, you want to beat everything up, eat everything up. You, you're always on a, on a, you're like a lion. <laughs> 10, most, <laughs> most 15 years. Take your time. You're all together lovely. You're all together worthy. All together wonderful to me. So here I am to You know the life lesson from a tortoise? Calm down. Calm down. How the song goes, I wish you could play it for me. You, know that? Yeah. you, must, you must calm down. Tell, tell your neighbor. Calm down. Calm down. Too many of you, like like today Sunday, it's it's a Lord's Day, it's a it's a it's a day of rest. The other day I went home. There was nobody at home, by the way. I think I had the best sleep in my whole life. Calm down, calm down. I laid my head on the pillow, but I think it was after school. After school, the teacher was calling me. Nobody was at home. My wife was.
which maybe it's another lesson for another day. Just calm down, Melanie. Just calm down. I say, I say, I had a Michael Jackson rest. Why Michael Jackson? You know, when he couldn't sleep, he called a guy to inject him. You must, you must, you must calm down. Sundays, you must go home, chill, take the grandchildren, play with them, relax, because, hey, Amy Gregory, calm down, you must calm down. Okay, don't make it too. You must calm down, Nash. You, you must calm down. Amen. I'm liking the way we're ending. The joy of the Lord must be your strength. You must leave the house of God with the God of this house going to your house. You must, you must enjoy life. The joy of the Lord must be your strength. And the strength of the Lord must be your joy. And in this message, God is fighting for you. Let, let those things that worry you about. Listen, like a lion, are you going to worry about this thing and then die in the next three years? Or do you want to be like a tortoise? Just, just act like, pull your head underneath and, and take, a, take a chill pill. And listen, just calm down. God is fighting for you. I've, I've, I've learned that now. I've learned that now. Some things I can't fight. Some battles are too big for me to, to for me to fight a, a, a Goliath. It's I lose in my own strength. I lose, but I hand it over to God. I'm, I'm moving in. I'm moving in that realm now. I mean, I mean, uh, come. What you can do, you do. What you can't do, too bad. And I don't want to be in the box when they sing, What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, griefs to don't, don't sing it when you're dead. Yeah, he's your friend now. He's your friend now. Give it, give it all to him. Am I, am I preaching well today? Hallelujah. I just want to remind you this morning, it's my note, if you can bring up slide number 10. David says in Psalm 30 verses 1 towards 5, he says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. I want to tell you today, you only know the storms you are going through. You fail to realize that God has prevented some winds from coming over shore to hit you because he prevented it over the sea. So some storms that you should have faced, I, I, you don't even realize that God has prevented. He rebuked the winds before it reached your shore. So God has been fighting for you. He's been pushing through forces of darkness. He's been coming storms. He's been crossing lakes just to get you through evil agendas your whole life. But you, you only focus on the storms that you know about. What about the storms that should have hit your shore? But right there, tear us down not that they will perish, 
Oh yes, he did. He stood at the elm of your boat way out there on the Sea of Galilee before it reached the lake of Gennesaret. Oh, Gennesaret. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. There are many things that should have destroyed you, but God has fought for you. Many things that should have taken you out, but God has fought for you. When you enter into September, into spring, know that God has fought some winter storms in June and in July. I was thanking the Lord the other day when I, I, I stood here and I looked and I said, God, I remember when I used to stand in an empty church and there was just two or three controlling the cameras and how we were preaching. You preserved us inside of an international pandemic. You know what that means? When others didn't, God's hand was upon you. You preserved me. I stood here and we used to talk only to the cameras. You preserved me inside of an international pandemic. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. When that wind supposed to blow, he came and he blew it. And he said, peace. Peace still. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. And I want you to have the same peace this morning. When you leave, peace. Be still. I told you this last week. It's hard. You want to be presumptuous when you're facing the Red Sea. Per adventure, you want to just go into the sea because you're not sure. Stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Give God a praise this morning. Receive the benediction. God has been good to us this morning. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your visitation this morning. But don't leave us here. Go with each one of us. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will make his face shine upon you. He lift up his countenance towards you. And God, the God of the heavens, will give you peace on the earth. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.